0: So I haven't watched too much of the Winter Olympics, but you know, I you get caught up in certain moments, and uh, and I didn't know if uh, if you you saw this Joe the uh, Portuguese guy who won the gold, no, and he was so proud he had it bronzed. I heard the same story with the Polish guy. Yeah, <laughs> but weird. but uh, but I I I don't know any Polish people, so I can't make those jokes without being. Um, anti-Polish, so if I... This way I can say, it's okay, it's okay, I know a Portuguese guy, right? Leave That's it up, how it works?
1: Leave it up to you to tell an unPolish joke. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> Hi! Welcome to Carnival Personnel. I'm Jacques. I'm Joe.
0: And you know what? what? We started with the Olympics. Why don't we keep on the Olympic thing? Um, I'm just gonna say it. USA! USA! I mean... Uh, it's 1980 all over again, and the country is completely swept up into the excitement of the Cinderella story, winning the gold for the USA. And, of course, I'm talking... Curling? <laughs> Indeed. <laughs> Indeed, I am.
1: I mean, there was another gold win that happened that was pretty big. I, I, don't, I don't remember any such... Is uh, it overshadows curling?
0: Really? Uh, and I and I joke. I joke. <laughs> I kid. Um <laughs> uh, but it is. It's uh it, it's it is a pretty interesting story that, you know, the guy, the captain of the team, like didn't make the two thousand six team and uh and basically was told you're not gonna be good enough, went out and put his own team together. And so this is this is these this is a great classic underdog story. It's too bad it's Curling, but still.
1: It's the cool runnings of curling. <laughs>
0: now, as soon as I got here to do the podcast, like, you know, Joe and I were talking about that, in which Joe had some uh, a revelation... Well, I don't know if revelation's the right word.
1: I saw this on Twitter this morning that Al Jean, <laughs> one of the producers of The Simpsons, basically retweeted an article from the Daily Mirror, or the Mirror UK, saying, The Simpsons predicted yet another event. Apparently there was an episode of The Simpsons where... Homer and Marge attend or participate in the U.S. Olympics curling team and win a gold medal. And to top it off, the silver medal went to Sweden. Also happened in 2018. So, Which is pretty great. Yeah, so I, I'm going to, I guess, have to go through my entire Simpsons library, the Every Simpsons episode ever, and find out what other you know things we get to look forward to in the future. We, they predicted Donald Trump. Sadly, they predicted um, that Fox would be bought out by Disney, and now this thing. So I don't know. I mean, granted, Family Guy did predict nine eleven. So you know, it's a high, <laughs> high, con, you know, high uh, bar to set when it comes to animated predictions. But uh, you know, I, and why, why should it only be the Simpsons universe? Why can't it be like Looney Tunes predicting something? Right. <laughs> you know. Well, I
0: mean, with the Simpsons, it's like it is amazing. I mean, the, I mean, that's some of their some of the things that have come true. Are at the time, were pretty far-fetching. However, they were on episode, like, 1,641, so, I mean, they were bound to be right with a couple of these things. I mean, how many episodes are they up to?
1: Gee, I, I mean, they're up to, what, 27 seasons, so... Times twenty-two episodes yeah. per something crazy. Yeah, like that. I, I guess we'll we'll leave that up to our Facebook followers to tell us how many episodes we're up to uh, for the Simpsons.
0: Um, no, and and then the other thing, yes, with the Olympics, um, as we had talked about on the podcast, the best rivalry in sports, and I, I'm serious when I say this. This isn't this isn't being a smartass. Is the women's U.S. women's hockey team versus Canada, and you know every every gold medal. I think every gold medal since since they started doing this has gone to one of those two teams. I think Canada's won like the last three, beating the U.S. And um, and then every year they play in the World Finals and those two teams go at it. And to make the finals this year, they both won uh, the game before 5 nothing, So they had a combined total 10-0 between the two teams. But the game went to overtime and then – and sadly it went to a shootout. And that, that's a different story. It's one of the reasons I, I'm not a big soccer fan because I think like three or four, of the last like five World Cups have been decided on a shootout. So you play, you know. Football slash soccer one way, and then it's like I can't imagine like if you went back in history and looked at like the Lakers Celtics finals from '86 being decided by like rock th- rock paper scissors, rock, right? A dunk contest, <laughs> oh, right. or, or you yeah. know, like honestly, like a three point you know a three point shooting thing or something like that.
1: Right? I mean, we also are talking about a low scoring game. These are low scoring sports
0: yeah, generally. I mean, yeah, and this, this this was two to two going, and so. And they played each other in preliminary rounds, and it was 2-1, to one, and there was a mad scramble at the end. I mean, it was, these two teams, I'm going to say, and I think I already said it, like four out of five of their games is a one-point game. I'm going to say at least half of their games have gone to overtime. I mean, they could not be more evenly matched, and they really don't like each other. I mean, there's a, there's a real good, healthy level of disdain. And I'm blanking on the Canadian woman's name that you see. She just no, I did not. basically ripped the silver medal off like, they placed it on her, and she just, like, yanked it right off. Wow. Yeah. Like, on the podium. Like, hmm. yeah. No, I didn't come here for silver. Who do you
1: think I am, Nancy Kerrigan? Oh,
0: snap.
1: Says her knee. Um, but, yeah. <laughs> 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 uh,
0: oh. so, so, I did it. I didn't watch almost any Olympics at all. But it's like the curling thing, it was news everywhere. There was like the top story on on so many outlets, you know, when it cycled through. I did. Was it big
1: on um, Canadian news?
0: You know, it, I'm telling you, when I went up to the Olympics in 2010 and there were just building size, you know, you know, billboards of like all the guys from, you know, Team Canada, the hockey team and stuff like that. But also the the captain of the, I don't know. I don't know the positions, the person who actually throws the stone, uh, the woman and the guy. Like they, like they look like your parents, not your parents per se, but they're like mid, late forties. The dude did not look like a. They look like me, athlete. Y- you know, yeah, you if you put on like seventy five pounds, <laughs> give me a week. in the belly. Uh, but they were they, I mean, and I remember, you know, our friend Biff. Biff and I were sitting in the the local pizza, you know, place bar with this kid and a friend of ours who went up to the Olympics and there was a table of girls, like high schoolish girls, you know, sitting across from us. And it was like 10, 11 o'clock at night and they're showing all the recaps and the hockey highlights are on and they're chatting away about whatever teenage Canadian girls chat about. They stopped and like just were entranced during the curling highlights. And I'm like, Really? Is this is—is this what Canada's come to? I mean, the girls were at no interest when they were showing the hockey highlights, but curling, the, and they knew the guys who, like you know, have the little squeegees out there and stuff like that. <laughs> it's like, oh, this guy, blah blah blah, and he used to be on this team. It's like, oh wow, please shoot me now. <laughs> I, but of course, it's Canada. Nobody shoots somebody. They're called so. <laughs> Swiffers,
1: by the way. They're not squeegees. Okay.
0: Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, um, so so, but the only real Olympics I had watched was that. Uh, but what is it? You know, now now we will dive back into the awful, and we'll start with the Olympics. What do you think of uh, the first lady? <clears throat> I'm sorry, the president's daughter. You know, who he wishes was the first lady. Uh, creepy. We'll let that uh, settle in. But she was sent over to the Olympics, um, sort of to ra- a to rain on the parade and and to bring news directly to the uh, South Korean, you know, prime minister. We're hitting North Korea with all these things. You, you can't wait a couple days and let them finish the Olympics. You have to be a douchebag and do it like right now. Like honestly, it's just a douche move. It's it's like you know you have to do it now. Okay, well that's fucking fantastic.
1: Um, they must have gotten some sort of like airfare deal, <laughs> right? Is that what it was? <laughs>
0: yeah. uh, but but they're having her carry the flag in the closing ceremonies. Like, like like no athlete, nobody who's trained their whole life, nobody who's sacrificed everything they have to get there. Uh, the president's no, daughter. She sacrificed one thing. Her soul. Yeah, well, I don't think she. But, yeah. Well, hey, but seriously. A, 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 and so in his first year, I can't be at the meeting, so I'm going to have my daughter sit at the table with the G8. <laughs> you know, the eight most powerful leaders in the world, and I'm going to have my daughter just sit in. And now it's like... And there's so many Olympians who are like, yeah, I'm not okay. I mean, again, we talked about the not warm welcome Mike Pence has gotten. I don't think there's a lot of love for her. But,
1: you know, daddy's a president, so I get to. She is pretty, though. I mean, I cannot take that away from her. She's a looker. I mean, she's an ugly, ugly person. Yeah, Inside. I can't see. I can't see you through can't, that, yeah. you know. And it's like, but yes,
0: I I, I'm, I don't find her that attractive, but her dad does, and he's been blatant about it forever.
1: Uh, yeah. What is it with these dictators that are sending over their attractive uh, relatives? You're talking North Korea, man. Yeah, maybe. Yeah. No, I'd
0: like, seriously. <laughs> but you know me. I do not. If there's one thing I don't like, it's Korean
1: women. <laughs> Two, three, three
0: four. four. Um, so hold on. Uh, I'm hold on. I'm trying. I'm trying. I'm, trying to, I'm trying to read my notes.
1: I'm trying to read my notes. Left to right, top um, to bottom. Group words together to form sentences. I hear you. Be a human. <laughs> I hear you. <laughs> <laughs> Is that number four or five on the list? It was number five on the list. Oh, out of a t- out of the top five things to do sure. when you're listening to grieving students who narrowly escaped death just a week earlier.
0: Well. For anybody who, who listens to us, apologies. Yeah.
1: Secondly – By the way, we can name the people. Like, you know, thank you, Richard. Thank, thank, thank you, Biff, right, John, all-star thank Tommy. You, thank you, Jacques. Does, does, <laughs> does, does, does Jim listen? I don't think he does anymore. Oh, yeah. We're, we're too political for him? I don't know. No, I think he still does. Uh, Bye, Jim. But, but seriously, <laughs>
0: <laughs> it, it's – on one hand, I can't believe what a – what an embarrassing buffoon. He has to have notes to be told to be empathetic. On the other hand, when, when they had those military tests a while ago, you know, just a few months ago, and he called the widow and says, well, I guess that's what he signed up for. I guess somebody around him had said, hey, we shouldn't let him be around grieving people with zero em- – I mean, and then again, you know, when he was at the hospital last week, and, and, For 35 minutes. Uh, okay, th- that's conflicting, because I've heard 11, I've uh, heard 15. However long he was there, he he was there to take a bunch of pictures, smiling like an idiot, giving the thumbs up.
1: And then he changes the banner on his Twitter page to that entire row of people smiling at the hospital with him dead center, thumbs up. And uh, up his ass. It's, and then he's, you know... Hot take! <laughs> <laughs> Ah, can't even touch the mic because we
0: share one. <laughs> we're sitting that close.
1: I wish this mic anyway. <laughs>
0: and and but he uh, but then he like I'll never forget these people. They changed my life. For, like really, and, and the five minutes you you were in the room with these people talking about yourself because and again one of the victims that he called and, and he says like, I hear you're a really big fan of mine. It's like for one fucking second. Can you pretend to have empathy? And the answer is no. Therefore, he needs a cheat sheet. Now, he needs a cheat sheet to tell him how to use a cheat
1: sheet. And how to hold it the other way around.
0: That's what I mean. It's like, if you're, you know, wrong side, asshole. (laughs) (laughs) He needs a this side up, you know, button with everything. But seriously, I mean, to sit there and just to hold it, like, all, all I can say is, it's been an optimistic week in the Mueller investigation, with uh, with a shitload more of indictments. Um, you get an indictment. You get an indictment. And and, and and you know and somebody flipping. You know a key person actually flipping. Uh, you know he you know he was charged with like seriously some thirty five, thirty seven different indictments, but. Part of the plea deal is he he pled like, guilty to two, so he went from possibly facing seventy five years in jail to eight, um, and now he he agreed to two. But but it, it, it's all you know hinged on how cooperative he is. So maybe you know I know it's a pipe dream. You know I, I keep waking up every morning hoping that this isn't the reality we live in. But if more and more people are flipping, and I think this is now. The fifth person to plead guilty in these, um, but each person who pleads guilty, it, it, it's gone up the food chain. And We're talking now, about Rick Gates, Rick Gates, yeah, who 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 is who is man, you know, was uh, part of the campaign. Yeah, well, he's Paul. He was Paul uh, Manafort. Manafort's right hand guy forever. Yeah, and there's more indictments on him. Well, that's the thing. Yeah. So, so they had more indictments late last week, and, and Gates turned around and he wrote a letter to his family. It's like I can't do this anymore. Like, first of all, it was gut wrenching. It was gut wrenching. It was never ending. Plus, he's already in debt. I mean, I mean, the whole the, this whole thing, and, and what's absolutely amazing if uh, if you have no time and you read all these indictments, and if you have no time and you follow like the. What they're putting out there, like the emails that they got from Russia, like the internal emails of like talking about, you know, uh, you know, underlings to bosses talking about, oh, this isn't working. This is, oh, this Facebook page isn't working. This one is. Let's put more of this content on this. I mean, the fact that they've got all that stuff, but what they got on Manfred, Manfred and and how much debt he was in and to who in Russia, and they have the emails back and forth in, in the chains where he's like – um because w- 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 it came out almost a year ago that he had offered this oligarch direct communication with blotus okay. you know and 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 personal updates on the campaign, and he owed that guy he owed that oligarch eight million dollars and he says in one of the emails back and forth it's like does this make us whole like does this forgive this debt and so Gates was there the whole time, and Gates was you know a financial guy who was helping him um forge documents for so basically he starts the day he the day he gets a job with a campaign, he comes up with an LLC you can incorporate in one day. There's some states you can incorporate in one day, incorporates and then gets loans for, you know, up and there's somebody inside the bank who and and, and These are all part of the indictments. It's like, here's our evidence, asshole. We're putting the cards out there. Like, they're going back and forth with the bank, and the guys from the bank, it's like, this doesn't fly. You know, this doesn't add up. This doesn't add up. Can you just get me a clean sheet that I'll forge for you, and I'll move the numbers around to make sense?
1: As exciting as this is to listen to, I wish you were a teenager who was affected by, you know. Yes, yes, sorry. uh, Something something really tragic, because— I mean, don't get me wrong. I'm sure our listeners would love to hear about the minutiae of financial agreements between tangential campaign advisors and Russia, which, by the way, will eventually lead to Trump leaving office. I'm positive of it. And Hillary gets named president. Exactly right. And then confetti falls from the sky everywhere in the United States. Not going to happen. But <laughs> I know we, we can dream. But let's talk about something a little bit more pressing okay and and yeah. which is also populating one third of our rundown is this awful parkland shooting and and the blowback not only with the NRA but uh, with their with the people that the that are sponsoring the NRA okay so this, this is just in the past day and, and
0: again Joe's the voice of reason uh, I'm the know, voice of
1: boredom actually no. I want to move on and you
0: were bored yes. <laughs> you exactly. boredom spoke right. up uh, Okay, I don't know how many different – the only thing to deal with a bad guy with a gun is a good guy with a gun theory. But it, it now – I heard this a week ago and on a couple places and it wasn't being given a lot of credence and it was given almost the uh, the is this an Alex Jones conspiracy theory type thing. But there was we, – we had talked about this. There was an armed guard at the school. Now, I didn't know how big the school is. It's pretty massive. Right. So, if you have one armed guard at the school and they're on the north side, you know, second floor, you know, just hanging out there and somebody comes through the south side, I mean, are we talking? Can they get from point A to point B? But it turns out that this guy is now on tape and he did nothing. The good guy with the gun, who was a 30 year deputy, and I was watching all the footage today about two years ago. You know, he was at a hearing and he was basically joking, yeah, you know, he's 30 years in. He's waiting for retirement. And, and honestly, he, this, he knows he's an active shooter. He has his walkie. He knows exactly what's going on. And he chooses to stay outside. Then three other deputies show up. And same thing. It wasn't until, the, like, the county sheriff showed up and they went inside um, four minutes later. And it's like, it's a little ambiguous at the recording of this podcast, whether those three other deputies knew that it was an active shooter, where he was, was he still in the building? Because what a lot of people don't talk about, the kid left. He 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 basically pulled a quick change. Yeah. He just left with a bunch of other kids as he was just a regular student. And then he went to like McDonald's and he went someplace else and he's on videotape like ordering lunch like nothing happened. Like absolutely nothing happened. So he just left. With, with the hordes of, of the kids that marched on out of there. Um, but, yeah, I mean, so there's your, there's your good guy with a gun. This is a 30-year trained police officer who were, knew he was outgunned. I mean, I'm not saying. It,
1: it, it, exactly. we're, not, we're not faulting him for not going in and risking his life because he didn't know what was going on. Like, he knew something was happening. He didn't know if there were multiple shooters. He right. did not know what the situation was. But he was literally one man with a gun. Um, so, you, and he, the, the, the building had already been breached at that point. Right. It's not like he stopped, you know, he couldn't stop the guy. He saw, you know, it's not, like, it's not like he saw the shooter come in with a gun and then did nothing to stop him from coming in. The shooter had already been inside the building on this massive campus, didn't know what was going on. I mean, he has since uh, resigned. Um, yeah, and he was like what off? He, he was like an off-duty police, you know, semi-retired. Right, yeah, right,
0: that and that's. Th- and, but again, and 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 look, if you want to go down, and I've just heard so many examples of it. Um, you know, the guy that the book or in the movie Sniper was based on. Yeah. I mean, he was at a shooting range with another guy who. Shot him. He, 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 here's the, the oh, most American
1: American sniper.
0: American sniper. Here's a quote unquote, and I don't really think he's that good guy, but a good guy with a gun shot. You know, on a range, nobody was more capable with something. By a him. person with mental illness, right? Thank you. But uh, regardless, and then there was a shooting at Fort Hood. You know, a few years ago. Yeah, and we're
1: kind of getting off on the right. No, here. but, but this is such a big topic. It's
0: it easy could go everywhere. Yeah. But my thing is, and we'll talk about the kids in a second. But uh, but you know, segueing into that. The whole thing that is just utterly stupid is the whole. Let, let's come. Let's make it a police state. And Joe has kids, in, you know, still in uh, in primary school, uh, two kids. I do too. And about once every two or three weeks, uh, my boys' school have a fun thing like a movie night. Where the you know the the entrance to see the movie at the school is supplies, and you get it's like everybody has to come in with, you know, rolls of paper towels, uh, paper, you know, cleaning supplies, and the school does this. I mean, it's like, and every school gives your kid. I mean, we didn't, we never had lists growing up. Please bring these supplies to school. Did you? Did you in Somerville have those? Yeah, we did, but it wasn't to the extent that it is now. We never did. Okay, y- you know, uh, nothing huge. But though. but I guess you know. Guess you know, in the 70s, Wilmington was just hemorrhaging cash and had all the money they needed. But the point being. But seriously, you don't have money for basic school supplies. And now the idea is to arm every school, to have multiple people at the schools, and, and Blodes put out the idea, which is just so fucking stupid. I mean, everything about it. Well, if you have your own gun, then we don't have to buy the guns, but we'll give you a bonus. I mean, there there isn't a teacher that I personally know, and I've known a lot of teachers who don't have summer gigs, who don't have second jobs, who 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 barely, barely can make it as a teacher. We've talked about it before, you know, about how low teachers are paid, you know, coming out of good colleges. Why would you go to a great university be two hundred thousand dollars in debt to make what teachers do? And now, Oh, you don't have money for paper, but you have money for bonuses if you bring your own gun in.
1: No, no. It's obviously like NRA NRA sanctioned bullshit talking points that he's just spewing out. Yeah, arm more people with guns who aren't trained. Fuck it. As long as we get more guns out there and we don't take away the guns that are already out there, problem solved as far as Trump's concerned and and as far as their organization and administration is concerned. If if you think – anyone listening to
0: this – again, sorry. uh, If you think I'm making it up, the CDC – is is by law forbidden to um, to track gun related incidents and deaths? They, it was a congressional. They there was a congressional law passed some twenty years ago. They cannot keep stats on guns. And I remember Elizabeth Warren saying this a few years ago. It's true in this country. Some thirty people are shot every day on a on a slow slow news day. Thirty, you know, and and. You know, half of them are kids, and she had said that. You know, the flu epidemic's going now, and now there's this big debate making kids have flu shots, making them have this. If if, and she said, if there was a disease that came out that killed fifteen kids every day, we would stop whatever we're doing. There'd be unlimited money if it was a disease or something like that to find a cure for
1: what is killing these kids. Wait, but, wait, wait. Uh, are these kids white? They're, they're everything. But, okay. You I know, just want to make sure that there are white kids involved. There because are, if there right. weren't white kids involved, sh-
0: nothing would happen. Nothing would happen. You're right. I mean, but but seriously, it's like we, when, when you hear all these things about, uh, oh, we're going to pay teachers bonuses who bring in their own good, I wouldn't let my boy, if I knew. That twenty percent of the teachers of my boys, you know, I go back to homeschooling. I, I mean, I did a horrible job at homeschooling. Agreed, but no, I don't want them to be in a police state. I, 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 I'd move back to Qatar in a heartbeat. Where honestly, you don't have g- mass shootings. You don't have guns. You know why? Not
1: everybody has guns. Plain and simple. And, and, and to- That's, now, let, now let, let that statement sink in, folks. Um, I'm going to take my children out of this fucked up country. To some place a little bit more reasonable, like the Middle East. <laughs> I mean, people it's like... were so when we when we first, you know, talked about moving,
0: you know, to Qatar, and a lot of people, like my parents, were like, "Oh, the Middle East is crazy over there. You can't go over there." And then you do some research, and at the time, I mean, yeah, you know, aside from this shooting, I mean, how many people in this country, like Chicago, in the city of Chicago, almost every week, in some fifty people. Are involved in some gun-related thing. I mean, it's like yes, we, there are some cities in this country that are are war zones, and I would not move. There's some places in this country I just wouldn't move. There's no place in Qatar or Dubai or Abu Dhabi that I traveled to that I didn't feel safe. You know, um, and but but seriously, it was weird. We were in France, um, just a week after that big truck incident happened, um. And every night, we, we, you know, we were down in Nice um, in the outdoor cafe, like shopping area. Two Jeeps pulled up, you know, late afternoon, one at the front of the street and one at the end, you know, before the crowds got there. And you had, you know, military or police, like they're, not their police, their military walking around carrying these weapons of war. And it's intimidating and it's off-putting. Uh, but I understand it. I can't imagine sending my boys to school. And having to go through that, having to go through, I get it, lots of schools have metal detectors, um, and uh, but I, I just can't imagine posted guards with weapons of war standing at my first grader's classroom.
1: It's not a safe and nurturing environment, um, and it's so fucking stupid that we're even talking, we've wasted not only your time, but our time Do talking we have, right. about this. This so, is a ridiculous conversation. So let's conversation. talk about the good stuff. Let's talk about the good stuff from this awful thing. We talked about it
0: on the podcast, that we don't talk about the Vegas shooting anymore. Within two weeks after, we stopped talking about it. This is not going away. And why is it going away?
1: Those meddling
0: kids. (laughs) Right. And they would have got away with it. Uh, And so now, within a week, the kids have gone to, oh my God, I can't believe these poor kids, these victims, to the NRA and the GOP, the backed GOP. And Russian bots. Don't forget Russian bots. uh, And and, and state-run media. Villainizing these kids for speaking out, and my favorite thing is, I saw on Twitter, like you know, the CNN had that town debate, and Marco Rubio, you know, Rubio was there, and the kid asked him point blank, "It's like, will you ban these? Which you by the sign way, something?"
1: Nice choice of words, by the way. Which one? Point blank.
0: Oh, sorry. Uh, I, <laughs> I, I mean, it, those are just so ingrained I in know. us. But he, uh, that's we're part. We're a part of the culture, man. And, and, and then, and then Rubio saying. Well, no, I don't. I don't support their agendas. I take their money because they support my agenda. It's like, no, answer the fucking question. And the kid was unrelenting, and it was great. Then some people coming out saying, "Oh, he's one of these crisis actors. He's an actor. He's an actor." And the kids like. I had a small part in Fiddler on the Roof last year at the school play. I don't really consider myself an actor. Um, and then I remember the, the two the two best replies to tweets. You know, one of these conservative assholes came out. It's like, if you were a parent and your son, you know, was talked disrespectful and talked to a center like that, you know, what would you do? And, and uh, I take him to Applebee's was one. <laughs> but, but it's like – and then the great thing and, – and, Who is more disrespectful to Republican senators than Blotus? And they ran down the list of like, oh, you mean if my son said lying Ted, if my son little Marco – and he had all the list of all the things that Blotus had said. I think
1: that was Representative Ted Lieu.
0: Yes, it was Tet Lou. And and it's true. It's like this kid was much more respectful to Marco Rubio than BLOTUS has been. But of course, you know, all the people who back BLOTUS completely forget that he's a name calling twit.
1: Right. And let let us not forget the killer line that some teenager uh, stated about the Marco Rubio situation is that we should rename all AR 15s Marco Rubio because they're easy to buy. Ah! Ah! And then that teenager. Gets chastised by the conservative side saying, you know, I can't believe you're making a joke. I think Laura Ingram was the person. She's like a conservative radio person. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Can I say that? Yeah. Is that are you wait, wait, hold that? on a second. Um, let me turn up your. Uh, go ahead. I, I called her a cunt. Okay, thank you. Just want to make sure that we got that really loud. <laughs> <All right. laughs> When, when when Joe and I started the podcast, the first
0: two tests that we did, we, we, did it, we didn't air because I couldn't stop saying that word. Right. And but, the R word. And the R word. And the F word. Not not, uh, not that F word. Not Republican. Right. <laughs> <laughs> but, but yeah, but uh, but yeah. I think in this case – and this is the same woman who like uh, two weeks ago um, said that uh, LeBron James should just shut up and dribble. And her defense is like, no, it's not racist. I said, no, the uh, Dixie Chicks should just shut up and sing, which, by the way – Fucking fantastic documentary. Been, shut up and sing. you got to see that. But, but getting back to this, these kids aren't letting it go away. And not only are the kids you know, down there not letting it go away, you're having kids step up all over the place. And um, the, the, the high schoolers in Newtown um, are, are also uh, leading the charge here. They're organizing student walkouts. They're not relenting on, like, you know, the media. They're not going away. And these, these for the most part, um, are kids—and and again, this is a scary thing. This didn't happen, like, in South Central Chicago. This happened in pretty affluent, like, white, you know, suburbia. And a lot of these kids have come from pretty good, you know, pretty good backgrounds and speak very well. And Especially
1: that one girl, Emma Gonzalez. Yeah. She's now verified on Twitter because of how— prominent her activism has become over just the last couple of weeks. Like these are, I mean, it's literally meteoric rises. These I, kids. I, I, I'm not just saying this. It, it, here,
0: here, here's the reality of a lot of, of true heroes. Rosa Parks did not get on the bus that day at all intending to be an activist. She was not an activist before. She had no big agenda. She had just got off a shift of work and was fucking exhausted, and she just wanted to sit down. She was at the end of a very long day and just wanted to sit down. And when she was told to move, she's like, I just can't. I'm just sitting here. I can't. And and then she went on to be... Rosa Parks, but the same thing: none of these kids went to school that day looking for an opportunity. you know they might have had dreams of being in the media they might have dreams of being at the center of attention for something else, but there's a couple of them who have have just come out and she's she's amazing and just un, just
1: relentless. I hoped one day for everybody's sake that we have like an Emma gonzalez day like like she's the, she'll be that. Much of it, like a, a, a of a fixture, yep. it's for shifting the change of, or, you know, it's shifting the tides of change. Joe talk uh, that uh, you know it, it, that'll actually move the needle on this stuff because. You know, we're we're at a crisis here, well, and we've been. But finally, I mean, with Newtown's, they're in, they're
0: they're kindergarten, they're first grade, they couldn't speak up, and, and and you know, it's a lot different that this is the first time these victims are really, like I said, they're they're, and I don't know, like the Pulse nightclub and stuff like that, like. Yeah, um, You you know, why why certain things happen and when they don't happen. But for whatever reason, these kids are galvanized. And and I've heard so many kids speak, like right here in, in Somerville. Uh, town Joe grew up in. You know, I heard a kid on the radio today talking. They have a walkout on this Wednesday, and they're planning to walk out every Wednesday. They're going to get on the bus. They're going to go to school. They're going to go in the classroom. They're going to be marked in school, and then they're going to leave. And he said, we can't vote. This is our vote. This is as much as we can do. This is how we're going to vote. And like Joe and I talked before we got on the podcast,
1: uh, what were you saying about MIT? Oh, MIT. Well, there's been threats or um – And there's been threats made to students, online especially, um, that if they walk out, that, oh, good luck getting that on your college resume and getting into a a decent college. And MIT, in response, said, look, any student that's suspended because of social activism or, you know, because of, uh, you know, uh, walking out uh, for in protest of the gun violence, we will overlook that. We will not count that against you when you come to apply here. And I've seen so many uh, people on
0: Twitter and the different media outlets, you know, different college professors, different high school professors at different schools saying – and and people from the – excuse me – you know, the ACLU and stuff like that saying, we have lawyers at standby, you know, ready to support you. We have – I've seen different professors and stuff saying, I will write letters of recommendation. I will do X, Y, and Z. There's a lot of people stepping up and – you know, and again, I'm only going to say this for like five seconds. The whole bullshit with the NFL players kneeling and Blotus coming out saying, just attack, like going to war with them. Absolutely relentless tweets going after the sponsors of the NFL, going after the players, going after the owners who've given him millions of dollars. Um, of course, he's not doing that here. But who is doing that is, again, these kids, their supporters. A lot of celebrities are stepping up. And now um, – I mean, Joe was running down a quick list of some major, major uh, companies that are pulling the sponsorship of the NRA.
1: Yeah, most a lot of them were rental car companies like Enterprise and Hertz. Avis just recently jumped on board. And Alamo, I think. Um,
0: yeah, if you if you have a if you have an NRA
1: like car, you got discounts. Yeah, like a, like a triple A kind of thing. Which, by the way, I had no idea that like oh, I, I'm a member of the NRA. I also get. A discount on a stay at a hotel or or a rental car. I mean, it's just like, it's amazing. So it's good to see that the sponsors don't want blood on their hands anymore. And that more, the two big holdouts right now, as of this recording, hopefully this will be outdated, is FedEx, the package company, and Amazon, which is one of the. Uh, venues that airs NRA TV. Apple TV covers it as well. Apple and Roku, and I think Hulu, I don't know if Hulu has it as well, but it's, um, you know, they're under fire, especially Amazon Um, To you know, because they are basically one of the biggest companies, if not the biggest company in in, uh, commerce, to pull NRA TV from their lineup because it's like, like you said before the podcast, Jacques, would we air KKK TV? Like they're they're essentially they are sorry, gun lovers, and if you're a member of the NRA and you listen, what? But secondly, you're that's a terrorist organization, man. They just you know, compare. Just this week, I
0: mean, if if you weren't sure if they were a terrorist organization, and you and you hurt Wayne Lapierre, La, Lapierre. LaPierre. Um, and Blotus, also, they were at that conservative function, uh, which, by the way, remember, remember Smigel had the find the black guy at the Knicks game? <laughs> uh, they should do that at uh, at the— uh, That's an easy one. W- yeah, what, what is what is that? The conservative yeah, CPAC. PAC? CPAC. Yeah. Like, and, and you hear Blotus' just rambling old man crazy speech, but but Wayne LaPierre got up there and just—he did what the NRA does, attack, attack, attack. And, and, and I'm dead serious. If you know anything— about like Scientology and stuff like that. That's always been their, th- their main thing, too. And this woman who was on the um, – who's a spokesperson for, for the NRA, who was part of that town hall meeting, and, and she at CPAC was saying things like, oh, the national media love these shootings. There's nothing better for ratings than crying white mothers. Yeah, the Dana Lesh. You are just – and some of the other things that she said about the students, and again, getting back to Laura Ingram, you are a horrible – fucking person and no what is she
1: no what is dana Lash? she's a cunt (laughs) thank you
0: yeah i I put her in the ann coulter category you know just absolutely vile like everything that they say is vile and again if for any reason you know um you know getting back to uh when uh during during the election cycle, when Blotus was going after the Khan family, and even Bill O'Reilly came out and said, "You don't go after a gold star family, even if they light your pants on fire." You say, "Thank you for your service." I didn't like these pants, anyways. I mean, these are children who went through something you wouldn't wish truly on anybody. You would, you never would want to wish, you know. I mean, I, you know, I buried one of my best friends when I was 30 in and in a, had a, a heart condition that nobody knew about. I, and that was hard. That was really a life-changing, a really fucking hard thing for all of us. I can't imagine if he was a victim of like – if somebody came in the rink and had shot him, how much harder – if I could ever go to a rink again. You know what I mean? And it's like these kids go back to that school next week. You know, and, and and if that's not fucking hard enough, you need state-run media coming after you and getting back to the point that you had said. I 100% agree, uh, and we've said it so many times. The NRA is a terrorist organization, and I and and I do I'm doing what I can do. You know, I you know, I tweeted out and and I saw you know a lot of things that you're forwarding and stuff like that. I buy two or three movies a month on Apple TV, and I will not buy another movie on Apple TV. Until they have it, and yeah, you know they have free speech. They have every right to put out their message if they want. I have every right to say I will not, you know, support an organization that supports them. I mean, it's it, it whether it moves a needle and whether um, this wave goes away, but I don't think it goes away this week or next week.
1: I, these kids aren't relenting. Thank God for these kids. I mean, honestly, because they the reason why they're galvanized is a. They are the product of a whole generation. Like Columbine happened almost twenty years 20, ago. Twenty, yeah. So these Crazy. kids were probably born. They, I don't think they know a world without Columbine. These kids, they don't, because they're, they're they're under you know eighteen years old. Um, so they've grown up in this sort of school shooting culture. Wait, it, wait stop. Say that again. They've grown up in the school shooting culture. That that's a thing. Yeah. Why not? I yeah yeah. That's you know then that should exactly that should not be a thing. But my point is, and the other facet of their galvanization is that they're, A, they're fed up, they've grown up with this all their lives, it's something, it's now affected them personally, they've lost friends, but they have each other. These aren't strangers at a nightclub. These aren't strangers who have, you know, gone anonymously to a concert that, you know, they may have attended and had to escape from and they'll have a story with them for the rest of their lives, but they don't know the other people, the other survivors. Everybody knows everybody, and they have to go back to the scene of the crime. Yeah, they have to uh, until they tear the school down, which they probably
0: they, will. Yeah, they. I mean, they did it with Newtown and stuff, and you have to. You just have. For, look, find the money
1: to do that. <laughs> like that's important. No. Well, and, we got that money earmarked for other things. The wall. You fucking talk about things like the wall. No, but- and then we also have to give the gun money, right? Right, right. So, you know, we got to get the money for the guns and the things and the fuck this country. Fuck, uh, fuck the United States. Yeah. Right now. W- with the exception of the women's hockey team and the curling team, uh, fuck us. Th- th- uh, fuck the United States. Like, shame on this country. We suck. We suck. You suck for listening to us. You suck for voting for Trump. And you suck for... Allowing all not of this shit to happen get Going in the streets and protesting each and every we, day We we all suck We sit here and we listen to this bullshit We listen to us like, uh, <laughs> You should not be listening to us You should be going out and doing something Like maybe signing a petition On everytown.org To have the NRA TV pulled from I mean it's a small Insignificant, virtually insignificant thing But it's at least, it's a message to Everybody else who follows you on fucking Facebook And your stupid face swapping apps um, right. Which Jacques doesn't even know about because he's not on Facebook. That there, that you actually like our concerned. Like this is not you're not like laying back and going, all right, I'm bored with this already, or I don't want to talk about it, or this is you know too political for me, or just shut up about politics. You know, we we have to stop sucking. We have to stop sucking.
0: So, you know, one of the, one of the things. Now uh, back
1: to the podcast. One, one of the things uh, I've heard, and it's, it, 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 it's it's great when
0: people can can. Um, Show how ridiculous things are through comedy. And I, I was listening to a woman the other day talk, um, uh, Stephanie Miller show, and she was saying, women should all like just start calling guns vaginas. That way, the GOP will regulate them. <laughs> Boom. And the other one is, and it's true. It's interesting. All the um, all the forced pregnancies and anti-choice people out there. That every life, every life, every life. Why aren't they? And I mean this. Why aren't they showing up at every um gun store. Why aren't they protesting gun stores? Why aren't they protesting these like gun shows. G- gun shows and stuff like that? And I mean that. If if they're if every life is thing again, you know when, when somebody took on, like, Seth MacFarlane last week, it's like, people kill people with a car. It's like, yes, the intent, the cars weren't designed for that. That's not the only thing a car does. Guns, the only thing they're intended to do is either kill you or scare the shit out of you, but mostly to kill you.
1: Or give you a raging fucking hard-on.
0: Right, exactly. And if you get a hard-on from a gun that, you know, that's...
1: It's a little, yeah. We'll so look into that.
0: You really should, but but seriously, it's it's just absolutely. Uh, but you heard? Uh, t- 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 did I cha- hear? You, t-
1: did you hear what I hear? <laughs>
0: <laughs> but but look, the kids aren't going away. I, I it's going to be interesting to see how this Wednesday national walkout go. And I hope I hope tens of thousands of kids just take to the street, and I hope their teachers support them. I know in West Virginia. Uh, they, the kids might not have to walk out of school because they might not have school. West Virginia, I don't know if you've heard about this, but the teachers have no show Thursday and Friday of last week, and they might go on full-time strike. And it's one of those things. It's like West Virginia is 49th in pay for teachers. And again, teachers can't – I mean they can't make ends meet. The number of of Working teachers in West Virginia on food stamps is like in the like the twenty percentile. Like they're not making ends meet excuse me.
1: Live sneezing folks. (laughs) Live sneezing.
0: And uh but it's like, again, we, we, we can't even pay these people a living wage, and now we want them to be SWAT. But the kids aren't letting it go away. I hope they don't let it go away. I hope a couple of these kids like Gonzalez just step up and, and – well, they are stepping up. But I hope that the media doesn't psych, let it cycle out,
1: and I, I don't think it's going to. I hope that this wave of kids you know, protesting gun violence – I hope they make guns their Vietnam – right their draft card they're you know they're like this is the thing like fuck this we can't possibly continue on like this where these so- these semi-automatic rifles assault rifles killing machines are easily available to anybody and we're only holding on to them because of some fucking you know conspiratorial overlord that has their pockets hands in the pockets uh, of our, deep, of our politicians
0: pockets. you know it's it's funny because I, I, we keep hearing, and, and I put this on the rundown. Do you know the movie The Box? I mean, it, 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 they just made it a few years ago, but it's a really, really, really old story. It's like a short story. It's like, it's like an old science fiction thing where a guy shows up at your house with a box that has a button in it. And in 24 hours, he's coming back to get the box. If you push the button, he comes back and gives you a million dollars tax-free. However, if you push the button, it kills somebody. Unknown to you, you don't know the person. You've never met the person. Would you push the button for a million dollars? And then you know, of course, the payoff. You know, when the person comes to get you know the button from you, and, and they go, "Well, what are you, where are you taking? You know, the button now? Oh, to somebody who's unknown to you, you know?" And it's like, "Okay, fucker." And and I think about that. The, the, this when I hear people say it different way, like, "I got a tax cut raise." And the tax cut that some people are holding on to, I mean we're talking – if you're making $45,000 a year, at the end of the year, it's a couple hundred bucks that that you're going to get this year. That's a subscription to NRA TV right there. For for a short period of time. Now, again, we talked about – I'm not going to get into it. The the tax cut for people is is like a four- or five-year cap and then it goes away. Corporations like Amazon who paid zero Zero taxes – I'm not good with numbers. You know, you're, you're a little better nerd numbers. How much was that?
1: Um, as far as a- the,
0: the, the, how much, how much did Amazon pay? Uh, what's the uh, what's zero divided by anything? But multiply it by ten, right? And and then so that's it's
1: still zero. Oh, yeah,
0: yeah. And I'm no, I'm not good. I'm not. You know, I'm not good with math. Yeah, and, in, in between, not married to an Asian. <laughs> oh, <laughs> sorry. Who's not good at math herself? Anyways, <laughs> but, but seriously, it's like. For a couple hundred bucks, you're turning a blind eye to Russia attacking us. You're turning a blind eye to corporations getting this tax cut for the corporations does not expire. You're letting, you know, this party, the the, the GOP. It's it's something that the GOP had to give something to the everyman to make him say, look, we're doing this for you. And everybody thinks, oh, I'm getting a And Like I said, I heard so many old people say this like recently. I'm getting a tax cut raise. It must have been a talking point on Fox TV or what's the other station my parents
1: watch? What, the OANN, One America News Network? Yeah, thank you. Or maybe it was
0: on NRA TV. But either way, so many people are saying, oh, I'm getting a tax cut raise. I'm getting a tax cut raise. You're getting a couple hundred bucks and you are literally saying I'm okay with my Social Security going away. I'm okay with – cutting school spending i'm
1: okay i'm okay with cutting um, mental health services yeah it's, oh. a, it's funny how much inflation goes up i mean because back in the day it was just 30 pieces of silver right exactly thank you uh read a book people let's call it the bible <laughs> you know did uh, you just say read the bible
0: no isn't that what what uh no, no, what no, judas I'm, got for yeah no, no. i'm just
1: surprised that you said read the bible yeah no, okay <laughs> <laughs> what we are in the upside down <laughs> All don't, right. don't read the Bible. <laughs> All right, so off of I'm not going to blow a gun whistle because that we we can't stop talking about it, but unfortunately we must. And okay, so let's move on t- to something a little bit more uh, reverential, something a little bit more um, in the now. It's the last weekend of February, meaning that we're approaching the end of Black History Month.
0: Yep, and again, I I, I already mentioned. Uh, That I saw Black Panther.
1: Oh, I still have not. I'm still a racist. Racist. Still a racist. (laughs) And I already mentioned Rosa Parks. Hey, but I would have voted for Obama a third time. (laughs) Never (laughs) mind. We'll get to that later.
0: Um, So, yeah, we've we've been talking about our favorite, like, you know, because we want to be a comedian, yet we do nothing but two old white guys yelling at each other (laughs) in the basement about politics. Hilarity. Uh, So, I'm going to hit Joe with a little bit of shocker. I'm really not sure why I still have this guy on my list, and I got to compartmentalize. Um, but, but truly, Joe, I think probably one of the most influential black comics of all time, if not the most important uh, comic, black comic in history, would be Bill Cosby.
1: I kind of figured you would run out of ideas. <laughs> no,
0: I, it's not that I run out of ideas. I debate it because it's so hard. I mean, he is a monster, an absolute, absolute monster. Um,
1: you're separating the art
0: from you're separating the art from the artist. And it's so hard to do because his his it's unthinkable. But before the revelations broke or before it came out, you know, before like you know, a light was sh- shown, you know, on on what a monster he is. What he's done, and and what a pioneer he was. I mean, you know, the 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 first black guy to have a credit on an uh, the opening credits of a TV show, Uh, and the shit that he went through. I mean, he was co-star of I Spy and got truly a fraction. Of what his co-star had, Robert Culp, Yeah. I, I mean, I mean, it's unbelievable. But he understood, and I've heard him talk. I've heard him talk so many times. Um, he understood w- what he was doing. I mean, it wasn't surprising to him. Um, his comedy albums. I, I'm dead serious. From age five to age ten, there was four or five comedy albums that that you know that we had of Bill Cosby, and one of them is Why Is There Air. I do not know the last time I've heard that album, or CD, or MP3 of it, but I think truly I could do that whole routine verbatim now, not having heard it like in 20 years. It was so amazing, Uh, and then also as a kid, Fat Albert, and if you're not careful, you just might learn something. I mean, it was groundbreaking. Uh, The Cosby Show, again. It wasn't just a great show. It wasn't a bunch of writers put this great show together. Um, they wanted him to do a completely different show that he said, no, this is the show that I want to do. I want to portray these characters. I want to portray these characters in this way. Um, and you used to hear on the set, like, you know, uh, how supportive he was and also how guarded he was. I mean, I remember who's, which one of them got, like, thrown off the show because she couldn't get her shit together. And – um and And he was uh he really cared about them as people and but he really cared about the message that was going out uh he, his philanthropy is unmatched. I mean, he used to just give tens of millions of dollars you know to his old college, and I remember hearing him talk about how disappointed he was with the current generation of blacks because he's like, yeah, you have it hard." But you're not having water cannons turned on you. You're not having this. It's like, do you have it rougher? Yes. Do do you have the same opportunities? No. But you don't have half the hill to climb that our generation did. Get off your ass and get out there. I mean, he he was he was putting his money where his mouth is. Um, And and then you know, but if you want to just just stick to the comedy aspect of it, the guy was a fucking genius. I mean, I mean. You know, uh, again, I mean, as we talked before, you know, some of the comedians that we we love, like the Richard Pryor, um, uh, uh, oh, what, what, Michael, Michael, um, Mm no, why am I, why am I blanking on Eddie Murphy and stuff, the vulgarity. You know, and, and the same thing. It's like, you know, we talked about like Red Fox when he started doing the, the strip in Vegas and the other black comedians were like, he's too vulgar. He's going to ruin it for the rest of us. I mean, Cosby was completely clean, completely as clean as clean could be and absolutely hysterical. I mean, and he was groundbreaking at the same time. I mean, he talked about um, I remember this one thing about like, you know, his whole routine about mightall. I mean, he didn't shy away, you know, from other things. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's, so it's hard. It's hard on one hand, TV isn't where it is. Like, you know, blacks and TV and media and movies aren't where they are. are, You know, we're not, I shouldn't say they, we aren't where we are today. And we still have a long way to go. And I think this year things with the Black Panthers is is groundbreaking and changing. But what he did in the sixties as a comedian, as a touring comedian, as a TV personality. So he was big in the sixties. Fat Albert all through the seventies. The Cosby Show is probably the biggest, one of the biggest shows of the eighties. So for you know three, four decades, this guy was, you know, paved the way for a lot to come.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's a great eulogy for Bill Cosby. Had he died before all of this stuff came yeah, out, right? So I mean, I know it's it, it's hard to, um, it's it's hard to praise Caesar when we've come to bury him. Um, but unfortunately, he did. Yeah, I mean, not unfortunately. Yeah, he did a lot of good. Unfortunately, he also did a lot of bad for a lot of people. And that's just going to be his legacy for a whole generation uh, and for generations to come. Like, you know, long after we've shuffled off this mortal coil, I don't even know if Bill Cosby will be known for, like, will he be famous or infamous? Infamous. You know? I think it's overshadowed. Nobody talks about Hitler's paintings. Yeah, <laughs> although, granted, Bill Cosby didn't invade a bunch of countries and kill millions of people. We do that we know of yet. Right? <laughs> Let's be honest. But he has ruined a lot of lives. Um, but, but he also he, has a he has also helped, um, set up the lives of people. to Thousands. Come yeah, thousands. Of, yeah. So, yeah, flawed I mean, he, man. He's paid for thousands of people to go
0: through college, and even when it came out, like when the little bad stuff came out like he he was open about having an affair there was a woman and a girl who were blackmailing him um this is going back maybe late 90s early 90s mid 90s um that he was um that that he was uh the father of this illegitimate girl. and But he knew the mom really well. And then DNA tests come out and it's like, no, he wasn't the father. But he still was willing to pay like the girl's way to college. You know, he was still supportive. But the money again – and it's like they, they didn't give the money back. But it, I, I – I'd have to look it up, but I don't know if you have in front of you how many tens of million he gave to his alma mater.
1: That's the kind of guilt that makes you build dorms. Yeah. Colleges and dorms and all that stuff. But, but so yeah,
0: and unlike and again, unlike a couple people who like the pendulum swung back who, you know, we've talked about maybe made a bad decision, maybe, you know, made an inappropriate gesture or something like that. Uh this isn't an isolated incident. This, I guess, was going on for long periods of time. And like you said, I don't know. It, dozens of a dozen plus women have come forward and how many other, you know, haven't. But it's, it's pretty awful.
1: Yep. Um, we don't have a defunct sponsor this week, so we're just going to move. We don't? No. We're all out? They, uh, we've, uh, we've, ex- well. Are when- we going back to Blue Apron? <laughs> <laughs> is Squatty Potty? Is, is Senator Sanders coming in? I'm holding a place for NRA TV. To become a defunct sponsor, <laughs> I'm just waiting for that day. But since there's no defunct sponsor, we're just gonna roll right into I think Jacques' favorite Snapchat. No, fuck that. Okay. We, we got to move along. We, we're an hour in.
0: Are we um, really?
1: Yeah. Yep. I would like. That's why you I would, just don't shut the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like you're a Black Panther at, uh, attendee. Yes. Exactly. Now, shut up. Oh uh, Christ. Sport. Talk more sport. No, uh, okay. we're not getting into this week's moment
0: in WHA, which this week's uh, WHA talking
1: point could be any week because I don't know if it
0: actually <laughs> happened this week. So, so, and I think maybe one person would actually call me out on it.
1: All right. Well, this is your show, so you tell me what I want to listen to.
0: Uh, I going down the list. Think you
1: want to do a random video game review? Okay. This is the part where I talk. <laughs> Gee, lucky you. Uh-huh. So Jacques's going over to my wall of games and, you know, eventually this bit will be retired. Uh-huh. <laughs> we got- And There's a lot of games for me to fuck up in my review. And uh, I just don't I don't like listening to myself talk as as you can tell, I've stopped editing the podcast, meaning that um, you get to hear all of the imperfections. Uh, you get to hear all of virtually all of the um, extemporaneous ramblings. That Jacques and I spew, but um, you know, unfortunately, we have to have this segment because it's it, it, Jacques won't leave this out. Like we will, we can't retire this bit. This is because Z- I like it. Because, because, right? And this is that's the reason why I'm doing the podcast because Jacques likes it. <laughs> so let's look at the space on the wall and let's see that it's next to Star Tropics, and I'm gonna guess that it is. Um, is it star force no that's not that doesn't come after t i don't uh i don't see so good i don't know what is uh, it's probably star something oh stealth atf it's a um it's a game
0: (laughs) you haven't played it
1: that's your words not mine (laughs)
0: Well then give it an accurate review tell, <laughs> t- 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 tell me a little bit about the boot up window
1: Well yeah exactly so, um, This is like Bart Simpson doing the book report well, Stealth ATF features A stealth fighter at ATF um, It was uh, brought to us by the good people of Activision For play On the Nintendo Entertainment System The code number is NES-LH-USA And did you know that you're not supposed to Store these carts in extreme temperatures Or immerse them in water <laughs> And do not clean them with such things as benzene, thinner, alcohol, or other such solvents. And by the way, this cartridge is copyright Nintendo 1985. The game itself was manufactured years later. But the actual design of the cartridge is copyright 1985. Um, And by the way, this game was made in Japan. It also has the elite official Nintendo seal of quality given to all Nintendo games. But... (laughs) This is a, a, a wonderful game. Um, it, it actually does fit uh, snugly inside your Nintendo Entertainment System. And you can control it with a Nintendo Entertainment System controller. Um, so there's that. Uh, and on the Joel Orenko star rating of one star being <laughs> yeah, the worst just, game in the can world. Can you just
0: rate what the, uh, the, the back of the game said?
1: <laughs> <laughs> I give the back of the game five stars. Um, oh, by the way, the back of the cartridge is held together with three 3.5 millimeter safety, uh, security screws, <laughs> um, just so you know, and it's gray. So that's my review of Stealth ATF. What does Pat Contry say? Who's Pat Contry? Why, the author of Ultimate Nintendo, A Guide to the NES Library, 1985 to 1995, available um, probably on Amazon. I don't know why I'm plugging for this guy. I just This yeah. is a great book. Uh, he gave it two and a half stars. He says, uh, "Actually, a writer of his says, piloting a Lockheed F F7- one seventeen Nighthawk, players travel worldwide to destroy the ba 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 ba, and na and na. Who cares? It's a great game to look at."
0: Okay. If you didn't own it and you had a blank shelf on your space over there that kept your OCD ass up at night for not filling that space, how much would you go out and spend on uh, eBay for cartridge only? Four dollars, eleven
1: sixty nine. Well, I think it's the three screws that hold. Oh, All right, <laughs> than,
0: that really put the price over it. Uh, so, so you watching any TV, Joseph?
1: I am. I'm watching a little bit of Netflix, and I uh, saw the premiere episode of the weekly new series, The Joel McHale Show, with Joel McHale. Um, and thoughts? I mean, is it, is it- it's talk soup. I mean, it's the soup. It's the soup? It's the soup with, um, you know, it's a, it, all pop culture, some internet. You know, obviously Tosh.0 was derivative of the soup. But uh, it, this has a very Tosh.0 oh feel, but it also has a very soup. Did the soup have an audience? It did. Okay. I, I, I <clears throat> a little you little brag, I uh, management and I went. Uh, Keep the story under twenty minutes. We went a couple times. Oh, great! And it's yeah, it's a lot of fun. Yeah, it's a lot of fun. So this uh, premiere episode has a couple of uh, celebrity cameos, not Joel McHale, not included. Um, but uh, it, it's 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 good. There's you know there's a pre-tape bit where he tours the Netflix. Uh, compound and runs into other Netflix stars doing non-Netflix things. It's funny. Um, and, and he gets to say the word. He gets to say your new favorite word. Oh, he does. He yes. gets to say the C word. Oh, yes. I don't mean crap. <laughs> right, but it's actually the K word because it's the Afrikaans version uh the word for child. Oh! Yeah, the South African language. Ver- There's a whole bit. Um, it, I, it's funny. I laughed out loud a couple of times. But um, I also laugh out loud at jingling keys. So <laughs> take that for what it's worth. Uh, but it's great. And um, in honor of Black History Month, I say Joel McHale with <laughs> Joel McHale is my Netflix pick of the week. Jacques, what's your Netflix pick of the no, week? Not Netflix oh, picks. It's a red box.
0: I rented a sub- Suburbicon with uh, Matt Damon directed by um, – by George Clooney, mm. uh, it's a uh, period piece and uh, takes place late forties, early fifties. Oh, I thought you meant it
1: comes once every twenty
0: eight days. It uh, shut it, up! No, I, I, in my head, I'm like, as soon as I say period piece, I'm like, am I am I gonna take my own bait? Nope, Joe did it for me. Thank you for playing along. What's verbicon. It's um, uh, yeah, it, it's 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 uh. It's an interesting little uh, little tale about um, you know it's it's white white really crazy white suburbia. It's like the, when suburbia started, you know, it's the post-war these quick throw together little two-bedroom one-bath like you know houses, um, track housing. Some people called it, but it's it's the start of suburban sprawl. Suburban sprawl, and you know Matt Damon's wife, you know, gets killed in like a home invasion robbery. Um, and it goes on from there at the same time, you know, a black family moves in across the street and that is the end of the world. It is the end, like Matt Damon's character and family aren't caught up in it, but the rest of the neighborhood is just furious and they trying to plot ways to drive the black family out all the while here's so it's a it's a little bit a little spoilers, but if you've seen any of the previews, there's a lot of mischief that goes on in the Matt Damon household. A lot of people meet their demise by various ways and mob and all this stuff. So they're they're awful people that are the result of lots of people dying. But it's the black people across the street just wanting to race, you know. And it's kind of uh. you know one of those things. And, and then it's great. Then there's a lot of you know all these people dying and stuff like that and the news people start covering and and like the band on the street interview. Well, none of this happened before they moved in. It's like nothing to do with it. <laughs> nothing to do with the, the, the white mob, you know what I mean? And the gangsters and right. Uh, they're
1: just, they're solely scapegoats for all the awful things that are happening in Matt Damon's house.
0: Right. So, um, uh, And that nobody knows, you know, are going around, but it's like, oh, well, this person died across town in a car accident. Nobody died in a car accident before the black people moved. Uh, They were color folks. All right, good. They were color folks. Back then. Uh, But it's good. I mean, it's really good. And and it was one of those things until the ending credits come up. It's like, oh, that's right. I forgot that George Clooney had directed that. It was good. It's, you know, it's – it's it's um and I like Matt Damon, you know. It's it's great when a, an actor you like does a kind of a different role where you're like, Oh, God. I yeah. really don't like him.
1: Right, you know, it's um it is what it is. So yeah, suburbicon.
0: I, I highly recommend it's well worth the dollar fifty that I spent to get it out of Redbox.
1: <laughs> so so and, and
0: it was. Um you know, with Redbox, the dollar fifty rental usually turns into six bucks by the time I remember to actually go back and drop it off.
1: That's how they get you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it was a good while it lasted. <laughs> anyway, uh, you got a parenting tip, Joe? And, um, you know, uh, I would just say uh, put your hands on your head. Uh, my, my, my oh, I'm sorry. My parenting tip for kids, actually, this is like this is more of a a kid tip. Okay. Uh, when you go to school. Uh make sure to hit the deck.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Is it sad that my kids know what running serpentine means?
1: Oh my god. You know, yeah, it's harder to hit a moving target.
0: It, 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 and honestly, my little guy was like, and I don't know if somebody talked about this, but we you know, we've always played like, you know, nerf guns, you know, which I I don't let in the house and I hate that it's like one of the parenting things that I've stuck by, it's like, you no, know, you, you know, you can veg out to video games, but I'm not for, you know, these, but when they go to a friend's house and I'll run, yo, Serpentine, <laughs> you know, we're on Serpentine. Uh, What's your parenting tip? My parenting tip of the week is don't relent when you say, hey, don't pull the cord out of the back of the iPad like that. You're going to break the cord or don't pull the cord out of the DS like that. You're going to... You know, because they yank things out of the wall and then it phrase. I'm not going to go buy a new cord. So we have a dead DS because I'm like, no, I'm not going to go buy one of those. If you want to buy one of those. So I let like, you know, little guys return the cans today, you know, um, and – uh Does he hate these cans? He hates these... We don't have a defective can. We have a defective poison.
1: (laughs) Bringing it back to the gun thing.
0: (laughs) Jackie Mason, 1978.
1: 78, yeah. I think
0: it's 78. Um, What was that movie? (laughs) 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 Anyways, that would be my parenting tip. Um, I I, I do want to say one more time. It's like, take note of what these kids are doing. You do have a voice. And... I, I've literally in the past week had an experience or two weeks ago where I had a bad thing with uh, – somebody used my cart with Best Buy. I put it. I responded on Twitter. I've called, I've called, and I've dealt with Best Buy. I got nowhere. I put it on Twitter, and I got instantly two different departments of Best Buy reaching back out to me, saying, "Can I direct message you? Can I talk? Can I help the situation?" People listen when you put it out there. Social media can work. Take a couple minutes and just either respond to somebody, sign a petition, hashtag, you know, you know, um, you know, Apple TV or Amazon, and say, uh, you know, I'm canceling my Amazon Prime if you. Keep, and and that's what management is going to do. She has Amazon Prime membership. It's like and she's going she's writing saying I'm not going to renew my Amazon Prime if you offer this cuz you want it. You want it offer if they had Pro Nazi te- TV.
1: Yeah, and and that same token. If you don't like guns, if you don't like what not so much all guns, just irresponsible gun sales um weapons of war. Weapons of war. Don't be afraid to uh like you said you know, that you want to get some movement, you want to move the needle, put it on Twitter. Don't forget to tweet the NRA about it. I'm sure that they'll respond to you in kind, just like Best Buy responded to you. I am
0: serious. I was not expecting Best Buy to do it. It just came up on my Twitter timeline. It was an ad. And I'm like, oh by the way, if anyone wants to direct message me, I have my car stolen and I've dealt with the police and Best Buy isn't responding, even though the detectives in my town have a blah blah blah. And they went right back, no, but seriously you got all these celebrities if you like I'm sure you like a celebrity. On, on you know Facebook or Twitter who's doing these things. These hashtags actually can move the needle. Um, support kids. If you know a kid who's planning on walk out of school, say,
1: great, you know, good, do it. I, my son's a senior in high school. I don't know if they're planning a walkout, but, uh, you know, I'm all for it. Good, good. Uh, and, and, and I'm I've planning been... on walking out of this podcast soon <laughs> if we don't fucking end it.
0: Leave it, leave it a dump. <laughs> <laughs> but more importantly, Joseph, do not forget...
1: Oh, I forgot.